0: Fuck capitalism. Anyway, we're here to record a podcast. Ooh, um, we're back. <laughs> in case uh, you don't remember, hi, I'm Cassie. And hi, I'm Emily, and this
1: is Full, Full Scream, Scream Ahead, Ahead Your Spooky Road Trip Bucket List. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, and now we're recording. Okay, so I need to tell you a story. Okay. So the other day, I'm with Unnamed Friend, and me and Unnamed Friend are talking about how ridiculous our measurements are in this country. And I was like, well, fucking Emily over here measures shit in hamburgers. And she has measured things in hamburgers several times on our podcast. And I'm like, what What size is the hamburger? And she said, it's just like a normal hamburger. She Googled how big an average hamburger is. And, and now it's we
1: 3. just... 3.5 inches. And now,
0: see, and now we just have hamburger measurements. So unnamed friend of mine is like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And I was like, yes, but it's also kind of amazing. Um, unnamed friend was supportive, but also it's dumb. Uh, and... I understand. <laughs> she opens Instagram and the first thing that shows up is not a post from our podcast it is a completely unrelated post that says something is this many hamburgers heavy <laughs> and I I, just a hamburger way i just needed to leave i just i simply <laughs> needed to leave because the algorithm is too good it's too good so it's There are others who also use hamburgers as measurements. Oh, thank God. I'm Um, not alone. (laughs) It's not just you. But it was the most bananas thing. Excuse me. It was the most hamburgers thing. And I don't know why it happened, like, so soon after the conversation. That makes Um, me so happy. Yesterday, I was discussing... With, I think, the same unnamed friend, it might be a different unnamed friend, who was discussing ducks for reasons we will not get into, and this morning, unnamed friend texts me and says, all of my TikToks today are about ducks, <laughs>
1: and I'm not mad. Oh, man.
0: Um, they're Our, listening, always. <laughs>
1: the, the CIO stepped down this week, and for some reason... Um, the people throwing his party have been, like, covering everything he owns in rubber ducks for, like, the last week. Oh, I'm obsessed they with that. They broke into his condo. They broke into his office, just covered everything with rubber ducks.
0: Wait, by I broke into you. Well, you, they had a key. Okay. do they, like, steal his keys one day and made a copy to his condo? I guess, according to him, his wife helped. Ah, that checks out. That checks out. <laughs> you know what? That's a real wife. And, uh...
1: And then his whole, like, going away party was rubber duck themed. And I'm just like, why? Is it because we're all ducked without you? And then they all just had, like, a moment of revelations. Like,
0: That's incredible. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love that. I hope he just quacked up when he saw it, so... You'll be missed. I'm Going <laughs> home. That was one too many for me. Um, this is a great, I've been great revival. The- yes, it's great been podcast so long. revival. And now I must leave <laughs> because that joke was one. It was one step too far past dad joke. <laughs> you know, like you hit the line and then you kept you kept waddling on, <laughs> and it just. Anyway, welcome back to the pod. <laughs> welcome back,
1: everyone. You missed our sultry tones. I don't know what was going with that. You know what? Never mind. I'm going to have to go Keep it, keep it in. Keep the it in.
0: <laughs> so I have to go home. Emily needs to go to, like, I don't know, get exorcismed Therapy. or something. Why not both? <laughs> I mean, the exorcism (laughs) would cause you to need therapy, I'm sure.
1: That would be a great combination business, a therapist slash
0: exorcist. It really would be. I heard an ad for a podcast of some dude who's performed, like, hundreds of exorcisms, and he's, like, going through his journals and revealing details about exorcisms that he's never revealed before, and I'm torn between I want to know and keep that shit as far away from me as possible. (laughs) Like, I just... I can't decide. It's like, I'm curious, I want to
1: know, but I would like to immediately forget it.
0: Yeah. I do not want... to be involved, um, but good for him. I want to know all of the things, but also not have nightmares about all of the things. Am I allowed to request that? Because I'm sure I would just have nightmares. (laughs)
1: Listen, subconscious, you've been sending me some really weird shit lately. I'm not going to add to it.
0: (laughs) Like, I'm weird enough without all of this extra stuff. Thank you.
1: Yes, um, because of the drug policy of the new company I work for. Um, I've been sober for several weeks now no weed no alcohol i mean i had a glass of wine the other night but that was like it i don't and it's like i feel like my dreams are weirder for sure <laughs> because there's i don't know there's just nothing suppressing the weird part of my brain now i guess i
0: mean was the weed suppressing the weird part of your brain or was it helping you be active in your weird imagination during your waking hours therefore it did not have to come out in your sleep maybe maybe We are not professionals. I don't know. Listen,
1: Um, I took psych 101 a
0: zillion years ago. (laughs) I don't think I did. Did I take a psych class? I took a Social class. It's not the same thing, though. Mm Mm-hmm. The sociology professor at that school was
1: weird. The main sociology professor.
0: He literally just talked the entire time and like read like from the text. And he had the most he had the most monotone. There was no inflections in his voice. And he talked like this. And it was like a 90 minute class. And I fell asleep every single day. And how could you not listening to a voice? Nope. That was too much inflection in my tone. He did not do that. (laughs) It was awful. Oh, my God. I would fall asleep every day. It was the worst. I still got an A. Nice. I'm I'm gifted with I, I get answers correct without studying, um, which made me really annoying to my classmates and really infuriating to my teachers because it's like, you can do better. You're so smart. And I'm like, I'm just hyper aware. I don't study. Oh, um, I had a
1: perfect GPA when I was in business school. That was uh, my own damn fault for changing my major last minute.
0: Well, didn't you also kind of hate business school? Yes.
1: It's basically get a good grade by saying what is the most evil thing I could
0: do. What in is the, the situation? most capitalist thing that I could get away with? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It How to Ponzi me. scheme without Ponzi scheming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That checks out. That checks out. I feel like that was a pretty solid intro for yeah. first time back. It was. There were several times that we've had to like record it four times because we couldn't get our shit together season
1: two is gonna be our season it is this is is our real start
0: (laughs) i need season four and season nine to be the best and it's very presumptuous of me to assume there will be a season four and a season nine but those are my favorite numbers
1: Hey, I'm stubborn. So, I mean, I, I feel like we got really busy for like months. Months. and uh, Months of non-stop. I feel like most people would have given up, but I'm stubborn. I'm just like, no. I've told to- too many people I have a podcast.
0: Honestly, same. I was at a board game convention recently because that's who I am as a person. And I met the most beautiful couple I've seen in my entire life. Like these two humans looked like Greek gods come to life the dude was jacked and he just had such a kind face and he had like perfect curly hair and the girl was so beautiful and she had such like a dainty cute little face and she had like long luscious hair with perfect highlights and perfect makeup and they were the nicest people I've ever met and I was like I and I said this to her I was like I just want to thank you because society has told you you are allowed to act however you would like to act. And you were genuinely so sweet. So just, like, thank you for, like, making me feel better about pretty people, I guess. Because they were so nice. Aww. Like, it was a little jarring just how kind they were. So her and I got to talking and she said she re- she has a YouTube channel and she really likes spooky stuff. I was like, shut the fuck up. My friend and I have a podcast. It's a spooky road trip bucket list. And then she was like, oh, my God, I'm going to check it out. And I was like, oh, my God, I haven't posted anything in six months. Oh my god! is been that long? Do I still have a it spooky was October. road trip? November, December, January, February, March—five months. Well, okay. today, today's April first. Oh yeah, it is six months. But anyway, yeah, I was like, do I have? Can I say that I have a spooky road trip bucket list podcast if we haven't posted in six months? Yes, uh, yes, because we're back.
1: Like I feel like I have not talked about it since the last time we recorded, which has been months. Um, but one of my coworkers mentioned the other day when we were talking about my move and he goes, what are you going to do about your podcast? And I was like, Oh Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: I have (laughs) one of those. Um, our number one fan, Katie, I think has talked more about the podcast than I have because she has asked when any new episodes coming out. And I was like, that's a great question. Um, Now, now is the answer.
1: And then I was so excited. I was going to be like, "Hey, when you come over on Saturday, you want to record two episodes?" And then I was like, "Wait, I didn't write two episodes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We do not have the research prepared for two episodes. (laughs) Um, I certainly do not. But yeah, things are getting less crazy. Hopefully, yes, for the both of. Oh, not for you. Things are ramping up for you. I feel like interesting choice to decide to restart the podcast, uh, like in the months leading to a move because guess
1: what i'm moving out of vegas for the first time in my entire life
0: Uh, i am excited and i am terrified i'm not excited for her everybody shame her (laughs) that's not true i am excited for her and then of
1: course because i have to be the weirdo everyone is moving from california to vegas and i'm going the opposite direction
0: vegas to california
1: yes It really
0: is. Like, the two states are definitely similar in a lot of ways. So, like, it's genuinely mind-boggling to me when someone's like, I've never been to California, and they live here. I'm like, why? What's wrong with you? It's like a couple-hour drive. Like, what do you mean you've never been? Like, you live in Nevada, and you've never been to California. Like, why? It just doesn't make sense. Like, why? It's so close.
1: Yeah. um, Well, when our company got sold, and then the new company took over, they said if I wanted to continue on with them, which they really – made it worth my while to continue on with them um they said i would have to report to either modesto or north carolina oof oof <laughs> Oof!
0: oof <And> abort like- <laughs> abort no you can't
1: do that there so they, they they flew me out well they took me out to like central california to visit their corporate office and then they're like do you want to go like take a similar trip to north carolina and i'm like absolutely not they're like and you can also, like, relocate there if you want to. We'll pay for it. I was like, absolutely not. I'm not even going to think about you it. You could
0: have, you should have taken the trip. That's true. Just to say you've been there, you should have taken the trip. Never deny a free trip.
1: That's true. I could have taken the trip, but I would have had to work on site. Oh, I'm out. Never mind. Because <laughs> um, it's like, when we went to California, I mean, yeah, we got to go out and do some stuff at night, but we had to work, like, full days. Mm-hmm. And I had to um, do like a seven to four schedule when normally I do a four to one schedule. So I'm just like.
0: It was so much later in the end. I know.
1: It's like by the time I get done, I'm like, is it
0: bedtime? (laughs) Is it bedtime yet? Which is one of the reasons I recommended recording on Saturday instead of when I get off work, because I have two hours from the time I clock out. Two and a half hours from the time I clock out to the time my head hits the pillow. Um, and your head hits the pillow before I am off work most days, I assume. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Saturdays seems like the easier day. Yeah. Because I, I keep a wild schedule. I want your schedule. I would love to get off earlier than six. I work 10 hours a day and it's awful. Oh, God.
1: That's, that's a lot. Yeah. Every time I try to work extra hours, I feel like my brain just starts melting.
0: Oh, mine is just goo. Oof. I'm fueled by spite. Divine Feminine Rage, and Caffeine. Oh, and Ritalin, um, <laughs> because now I'm now medicated, Woo. which is great. I got my official ADHD diagnosis, um, and I'm now medicated for it, and it has made a huge difference, but Yay. I'm still slushy brain.
1: that it been helping?
0: Girl. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. So I have an extended release form of Ritalin where it does like the first dose when I take it. And then the other half of the capsule or like the pill or whatever. I don't know how this works, but the second half of it is supposed to kick in after four to five hours. So my psychiatrist said she wanted me to start on this one because I do work such long days. She wants me to get that second kick in the afternoon of it. I'm able to focus, I'm able to manage my emotions a lot better, because one of the issues of ADHD is that your emotional regulation is not always the best. So when I take my Ritalin, I find that I'm much, much more able to mitigate my emotions into like proper reactions, and I'm way less overstimulated throughout the day. Um, with proper breaks, I was a little overstimulated yesterday, so at one point I was like, I'm going to lose my fucking mind if somebody else has my name. Oh. Um, yep. But we were very short-staffed yesterday, so it would be like that sometimes. But yeah, Ritalin has been a game-changer. Highly recommend getting tested for ADHD if you, awesome. if you think you have it.
1: I've thought about it.
0: I will send you the information for the clinic I go to. Hmm. It was $100 for the test. It's That's not covered not by insurance, but my Ritalin is like 8 bucks at the pharmacy. That is not bad at all. It's really good.
1: I've thought about it. I'm just like, there has to be some reason why my brain has just
0: been awful like the last four or five years you want to see a psychiatrist i got you (laughs) i've sent somebody else to her too and they were like she's the i was talking to my psychiatrist about my birth control and i was like you want to hear this bullshit my birth control went up like 15 bucks and she was like i can tell you exactly why and i was like wait why and she was like men (laughs) her answer was one word her answer was men it's like you know what (laughs) you're you're right it is men. So she started talking about how she's like looking into like lobbying against the pharmaceutical companies and like for like better patient rights and stuff like that and patient advocacy. And I was like, this is perfect. I, the universe had me fall into your lap and I could not love you more. You manifested it. I she's love incredible. That. Yeah. So I will send you that. But let's talk about a podcast. We're not Woo. here for a psychiatrist session. Yay. Yay. What are we talking about? We're- I have no idea. <laughs> Because we're going back on the road, and I figured for our first
1: stop back, we're gonna go to Baltimore. So I've chose location that is historical, mm-hmm. rumored to be haunted, mm-hmm. and where a lot of spooky stories were written, old and creepy. Baltimore, <laughs> and it's Maryland, arguably one of the most important homes of Edgar Allan Poe. Really? Yes. So he lived in a bunch of places, but this is
0: that's true because we mentioned one. him during my. Um, the library. Yeah.
1: at uh, The Providence uh,
0: Athenium. Athen, ath, I got it. I got it. Athenaeum. <laughs> but is that how you say it? I don't know.
1: Athenaeum.
0: You were right. Athenaeum. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we mentioned Edgar Allan Poe last on our podcast with the Providence Athenaeum. Athenaeum. Tell me about where. Well, where in Baltimore are we going? So it's located at two hundred and third North Amity Street. You have an address, of course. It's Amity.
1: <laughs> Jeez. So two hundred and third North at North at Amity Street in Baltimore, <laughs> Maryland. The Edgar Allan Poe House Museum is now considered a national historic landmark, and it's open to visitors throughout the year. And While the house is very well preserved, most of the exterior and interior has the original fabrics from when Edgar lived there with his family. Um, It's not furnished, but it still has the original woodworks and the original plaster walls. And you get to walk through the house where he
0: he lived. Well, if Um, it's not furnished, what do you... Do you just like walk through and look at bare walls?
1: Well, they have um, exhibits, and they tell the story of Edgar Allan Poe's life and mm. death in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And there's also um, artifacts in there, like they have his portable writing desk and chair he mm. used to carry around. Um, some of the former displays they have that aren't there anymore was they used to have locks of his hair. Yeah, weird. <laughs> That's weird. Um, piece of his
0: coffin. Extra weird. <laughs> what? What piece? I, I don't know. <laughs> I need to like, know. Like, how did they get it? <laughs> did Like, before they laid him to rest, did they just, like, take a hacksaw and just, like, chop off a corner of the casket? Did they, like, take a pillow out so he's, I, like, mildly uncomfortable the way he made everybody else throughout his life? I'm just
1: imagining just, like, a chunk of a two-by-four, and they're like, this was once a part of his casket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not even polished wood. It's, like, the splinters <laughs> that came off after it decorated for 300 years. Not 300. 30. <laughs> so. I don't think he's been dead for 300 years because the country is barely (laughs) I think he he died
1: in like the mid-1800s.
0: Okay, so like 200-ish.
1: So let's start with some history on the house. Um, It was built around 1830 for a man named Charles Classen. um, But Classen never actually moved into the house because shortly after it was built, it was leased by Maria Clem, who was Edgar's aunt and the mother of his wife. Virginia Clem.
0: Yeah, people don't talk about Edgar Allan Poe marrying his cousin enough, but it's yeah. weird. And then yeah. there's also Elvis did it too. And I feel like all of these like super prominent historical dude figures, fucking their cousins is a little weird. It, it's gross. I'm sure it was a lot more socially acceptable in the
1: 1800s, but it, looking at it through modern lens, I'm just like, ew. Also, there was like a 13 year age difference.
0: Yeah, icky. Icky, a little,
1: icky, icky. little icky. Um the household at the time consisted of Maria, her mother Elizabeth Poe, um her daughter Virginia, who was ten at the time, Edgar, who was twenty three, and um, according to some sources, Maria's son Henry, who would have been fourteen at the time.
0: Wait, so he was twenty three, so his future wife was ten. Yes when he was twenty three. And they all lived in this house together. So he groomed her. Baby. That's what I'm going with. This is now an yep. Edgar Allan Poe Slander podcast. He's dead. He can't defend himself. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a creep, creepy dude made creepy work, so I feel like it checks out. Yeah. And it, it was a lot harder than I
1: expected to, like, write, like, all the family relationships while I was doing this. even with, like, a diagram of the family tree in front of me because mm-hmm. there's some crisscrosses and a lot of similar names yeah s-
0: you were like that guy in the meme with like the red string and he's like looking all crazy with his hair and he's like pointing at two different things yes that's you trying to figure out a grand pose family tree
1: yes i had to like go back and edit the relationships a couple of times so if i messed anything up don't at me i know. we did our best <laughs> But we i mean emily i'm just here <laughs> so most of the rent that they paid for the house with came from maria's mother's Maria's mother, Elizabeth, would receive a pension for her David Poe senior service in the Revolutionary War. But when Elizabeth died in 1835, the pension stopped and Maria could no longer make the rent payments. And the family was forced out of the house.
0: Did they not plan for that? I I wonder if that came as a surprise. Like, was it supposed to go to Maria and then it couldn't? Or, like, it just seems like something that, like...
1: Especially because she was in her 70s at the time, which in the 1800s, I feel like, is a long, long life. So Edgar's cousin, Nielsen Poe, who lived in Baltimore also um, and had married Virginia's half-sister, offered to take in Virginia and Maria. Um, Edgar, who had moved out at this point, when he received news that his family was getting split up, he wrote a letter to Virginia on August 29th. And by October 7th, Virginia and Maria moved to Richmond, Virginia to be with Edgar And a year later, Edgar and Virginia would be married.
0: And how old was she at this time?
1: Um, Let's see here. This was 36,
0: uh, 15, 16. Uh, Yeah. I, as a 28-year-old, cannot imagine having a relationship with a fifteen year old. As a
1: thirty year old, I'm still I'm still youth. A seventeen. But I don't wanna be like near actual youths.
0: So what's really funny is like I feel in my heart of hearts that I'm still a young person. But I went to I go to I go to church now. But it's not like religious church. It's like progressive so like basically okay. the idea is like we worship the progressive ideals of like having a more unified society and like, public good and stuff like that instead of worshiping a deity. So, like, the sermons Got are basically it. educational topics on, like, different things going on in the world. But it's still called a church because it is filed as a church with the state. So they're tax exempt. Okay. Um, so it's actually pretty cool. Um, but why did I bring this up? It was related to something. What were we talking about? Um, that he married a 15-year-old. Oh, youth. Youth was the word that triggered it. Youth. Um. So... There was a first timers meeting last week that I went to, and the the paper was like about like family and chosen family relationships. And one of the questions was, how have you become like addition like how how have you like mentored or become uh, extended family to. Um, anyone younger in your life and we went around the table and everybody answered the question they were like my little siblings my little cousins my boyfriend's kid my boyfriend's little siblings or whatever and they got to me and I just dead ass locked eyes with the person who was hosting the the meeting and I said I don't interact with youths I am the youth, and I didn't and didn't feel like <laughs> elaborating at all. Um, but like I'm 28 years old, and I work in car repair. Like where am I going to find a youth to mentor right. without it being weird? Like a, ch- a crying child walked up to me into a gr- in a grocery store recently. And I just stood there, not knowing what to do, because I don't want to be that weird person talking to someone else's kid. I looked around and I was like, "Where's an adult- to your adult? Like, I need an employee. <laughs> like somebody wearing a shirt with the store's name on it, so that way it's like they're a person trying to help this child, not some random-ass 30-year-old lady talking to a crying seven-year-old. Like, it's just, I, I don't interact with the youth. I can't do it. So it makes sense. I can't imagine. <laughs> being 29 and marrying a 16 year old it, it's a little weird it's a little weird like first of all i am the youth in all of my relationships <laughs> I was in IT, and for
1: a while i was one of the youngest people in my department are you not anymore um no there's like, someone a couple years younger than me doesn't it hurt yeah and then it's like wow two of my best friends are like in their 40s
0: yeah I've got a but I'm
1: still a child I don't understand I feel like
0: one of the youngest people at my job but there's a one of our associates is 24 and she's on my team and I'm like man the four years is big difference yeah a big difference (laughs) I am no longer the youth at the store
1: So Edgar and Virginia would stay together for 11 years until she died from tuberculosis. Oof, so. that's sad. Poor Virginia. So a little bit more about this house. It's small. It is a two and a half story brick duplex. How do you it, have a half story? The I think they're kind of counting the attic. Oh, okay. It has five rooms and every source I saw had a different room mentioned as Edgar's room so i don't think anyone actually knows which room is edgar Allan poe Mm -hmm. Um, the one i saw the most was the attic which is only six feet tall at its tallest oof (laughs) but there's out spooky dude spooky room right Yup. um so you enter the house through the front living room and there's a dining room and then there's a narrow stairs that lead down to the basement oh maybe the basement's the half story oh that would make sense and then there's two bedrooms that take up the whole second floor. And then the stairs that go to the attic. Yeah. We don't know which room was Edgar's, but a lot of people say the attic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, fits his vibe. I think the attic in the basement would fit his vibe the most. Definitely. Um, so the floors are described as uneven wooden planks. Love that.
0: Uh, Your ceiling just creaked. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's haunted.
1: Yeah, de- for- Yeah.
0: Cool. <laughs> just check. Just making sure we're all on the same page here.
1: Yeah, I hear some weird noises because I sleep with my bedroom door closed and locked. Like I hear the house creaking and I hear my neighbors moving. And every single time, I'm like, "Someone has broken into my apartment and they're going through all my stuff out in my living room." And I'm just gonna let them. And I think that thought every single night. You just let them. You just because at that
0: point, I'm just like, eh. "Well, you're here. There's nothing I can do to stop you." Also, I'm a lot not... of times I have my
1: computer in my room. I'm just like, you know what? If they don't bother me or my computer, I'm good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the cats will. Stick around. Yeah, the cats aren't going to go anywhere. Where was I? Oliver, you're so cute. I just want you to love me. (sighs) She's
1: not even going to wake up. Hi, Pop.
0: She's giving you the look of death. (laughs) I won't bother Aries.
1: She does this thing now where she runs up and I go, Oliver, do you want warm hugs? And then she squeaks and then I hug her and she
0: puts her little paws around my shirt. The cat that you tell me about and the cat that I see are two different (laughs) animals. Do you have a different orange cat somewhere? Maybe. Maybe Maybe I accidentally adopted (laughs) two. I think Oliver might have like a Jekyll and Hyde situation going on. Maybe.
1: She's so sweet when no one else is here. She likes warm hugs. Love me. Also, we've been watching a lot of Frozen lately. As you should. It's incredible. Well, because these last couple weeks have been pretty stressful because a lot of... Said goodbye to a lot of people at work and also, you know, negotiating my new position and my new salary and when I get stressed out, I cry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So Frozen stop- is a
0: great movie to cry to. <laughs> so
1: to stop myself from crying, I've watched Frozen two, which is now like my comfort movie, like three times.
0: Frozen two stops you
1: from crying. Frozen two makes me cry more. Good. So then I don't cry when I'm in front of an That's, when I'm in an important meeting. I was gonna be genuinely <laughs> devastated. Frozen, like I'm not like Frozen one. Okay, whatever. Frozen two is a cinematic masterpiece. masterpiece.
0: <laughs> no notes. No notes. Not a single one. Frozen 2 is immaculate. Yes. So I was going to be very concerned if you were a person alive in 2023 who could watch Frozen 2 and not cry. Every single time. Um, the, as, as, as the dead mom club over here. <laughs> um, the bit at the iceberg where she sees her mother. Oh, my God fucking wrecked what are my most played songs on spotify i will so i have the entire scene memorized to my brain I so if that so song comes on my spotify i stop it instant tears so i genuinely cannot listen to it when i'm driving oh, because no. i will cause a car accident <laughs> like if you would like me to cry you just play that song um it, every single time without fail i can't watch that movie without crying i also cannot watch moana without crying because oh, i'm hawaiian well, it's not even for me. It's not even the grandma. It's the song where it's one of the opening songs where she's like, her dad's like trying to force her to embrace her role and like become the chief dis, chiefstess and stuff like that. And she's like doing the dances with her culture and stuff and like just like seeing the animation makes me cry. Aww, because that's I, a that's my movie. family. Yeah, so it's just those two movies every time. So good, so good. Anyway, we're here to talk about spooky stuff. But <laughs> I could have a Frozen Two podcast. I, I could talk about Frozen forever. Oh, we just saw Frozen at the Smith Center. Uh, that looks so good.
1: Really I'm so good. jealous.
0: It was really good. It was really <laughs> funny because they made, like, some adult, they they made Anna's behavior a little bit adultier sometimes. So, like, when she's, like, fawning over haunts and stuff, there's, like, some, like, humping motions and stuff. And it was just, like, it wasn't so inappropriate that it was, like, there's children here. Knock it off. It was, like, right on the edge where it was, like, ooh, that's really, that's really <laughs> fucking funny and the kids don't know. I love that. Yeah, it's good. It's not like they can watch it back and analyze it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So like the kids are gonna be like Anna loved Hans, and I'm like Anna wanted to fuck Hans, and it's the same. It's the same message. I'm so sorry. There's no. se- there's there's bedrooms, an attic, a basement. We don't actually know which one Edgar Allan Poe slept in, but we're going to go with the attic because it fits his spooky man vibes. Yep. That's what I'm going to go with. Cool.
1: <laughs> so the um, area was actually scheduled for demolition in 1941. Um, but then the Edgar Allan Poe Society was able to identify which building it was that they had actually lived in and identify like which part of the duplex was theirs. And they convinced the city of Baltimore to preserve the house so that they could turn it into... The museum
0: i wonder how they found out i mean probably like looking through public records right his i don't understand how historians do what they do um which and part? that seems like a lot of time travel to yeah yeah i mean they the, the things that like historians and librarians know they're supernatural beings
1: that's why i want to learn how to astral project
0: we're gonna talk that. <laughs> That's a topic for a different podcast. I have several follow-up <laughs> questions, and I would like this to not be a three-hour episode. Three hours later. No, three hours later.
1: So they were able to arrange a five-year agreement with the city of Baltimore, and they only paid a rent of five dollars to keep the building.
0: The city of Baltimore. Well, helped. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Five. Rent was 5 What year was this? 1945. Okay. All right. So Per year it was $5 per mm. year.
1: 1945
0: to 2023
1: money. Oh, and the city of Baltimore required that the post society be incorporated to sign the lease. $1 in
0: 1945 is worth 1671 today. So $5 a year would be $83.57. Oh my god. A year. Damn. What's I that? could
1: finally afford a house. 83 divided by
0: 57. <laughs> 83.57 divided by twelve. That's six dollars and ninety-seven cents. Jesus Christ. A month. Do you I pay twenty four hundred dollars for three-bedroom, two-bath house? Damn. Rent is absurd. Yes. I like how you were just gonna <laughs> skip past five dollars a year. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I think it was more
1: symbolic than anything. Like, yes, you're a corporation and you're paying the city rent, but also we recognize it's historical. At least that's what I'm assuming. Five dollars a year. Unfortunately, the house did require extensive repairs. They had to replace the steps leading up to the front door. It um, needed extensive cleaning, electrical wiring, replastering, painting before it could be a pub- open to the public. And it completely bankrupted the Poe Society for three years. Oof. Because it was so expensive. But it finally opened in 1949, just in time for the centennial of Poe's death. Um, And the Poe Society ran the museum for three decades, where at the time, admission was 25 cents, but only 10 cents if you were a student.
0: 25 cents. You know what you can do for 25 cents? Nothing! Nothing!
1: Can maybe go get a sticker
0: at the grocery store. Amount. Point two five. Calculate. Twenty five cents. What? This is twenty five cents is about four dollars today. Damn. But one dollar back then. Oh yeah. That makes sense because one dollar is sixteen dollars, so twenty five cents is four bucks. Makes sense. Math is fake. Inflation is garbage capitalism is ruining us continue
1: (laughs) i would just like to pay for things and actually you know what? i have been bartering bread for a lot of things lately so i feel like as a society we should just return to that
0: i want to go back to the bartering system
1: yes i've traded bread for so much stuff over this last month you've made so much gorgeous bread though learning how to make sourdough has been like the most useful skill because it doesn't take that much work it just takes a long time Mm -hmm. and then i'm just like Hey, I can you help me with this task that requires you to drive across town? Here's a loaf of sourdough that would have cost you twenty bucks in the store, and they're like, "Great!"
0: I would do it for rye bread. I'm not a sourdough person. I would do it for literally any other bread. I I would drive you across. (laughs) I would drive you across town for like asking nicely. Also, though, like I would just do it. Um, But if I was bartering for bread, I would do it for literally any any bread i might feel i'm one of the only people i know i think i might be the only person i know who doesn't like sourdough i thought you liked the sourdough when i brought it over um so i don't love sourdough i can, can be like that is a good sourdough but it is not my favorite bread i mostly like it just for grilled cheeses that makes sense that makes a lot of sense I can appreciate, like, good sourdough versus bad sourdough. Because some sourdough, it's just, like, the taste is just awful. So, like, I can tell that the sourdough you make is good sourdough, even if I don't like sourdough.
1: I have to baby my starter every day. What do you do to it? I have to feed it and just... Yeah, because... What? Yeah. So you have to, like, discard some of it every day and then feed it a water and flour mixture. And then I'll eat the whatever's in the flour and then... Is it alive? It produces bacteria. Yeah. It's like on the same level as yogurt.
0: So a good starter is important to sourdough. Yes. Okay.
1: I bought mine off Etsy. Um, it's a San Francisco sourdough, which is one of the most famous ones. Mm-hmm. And then when I was bragging about it, when I was on a business trip last month, I was like, yeah, I got this um, San Francisco sourdough. And my new boss goes, oh, yeah, because if you email the tourism board, they'll send it to you for free. And I'm just like... I think i got scammed (laughs) (laughs) because i bought it off etsy and this girl's like this is my mom's sourdough starter i've had it for 200 years i was like i could have just emailed the san francisco tourism board she's had
0: it for 200 years is she a vampire (laughs) i guess the the family has had it for 200 years they've kept the same starter alive for 200 years yeah
1: well, you can like dehydrate it and then like spread it out. But I guess they do that, um, San Francisco does it because they want to keep that strain of yeast alive.
0: What? Yeah. This doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand bread. <laughs> this is too. Uh, what do you mean? I Does the strain of yeast not exist anymore?
1: Well, I think it's just because they want it more like spread out and used. But if it's and then I technically have a San Francisco sourdough because I mix it with Vegas water. I feel like the bacteria content's a little different than it would be if it was strictly San Francisco.
0: Uh, Yeah, but you don't want to just like import San Francisco water because that's ridiculous. That's
1: too much, damn much.
0: Yeah. Now I'll live two hours away from San Francisco. So all you need to do is get a driver's license and <laughs> then you can just go get San Francisco water and have a more pure San Francisco bread starter.
1: Well, I don't know how far. I, San Francisco is close, but I know I'm like 90 minutes away from San Jose and I'm just going to be like close enough.
0: Is it? <laughs> also, you don't
1: want to drive in San Francisco. It's terrifying. Oh my God. I went once with um, John and Tony and your sister. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first and only time I've ever seen your sister drink a glass of wine. Was after driving in San Francisco. I
0: can't believe Shelby drank wine. We made her drive in San Francisco. Well, yeah. (laughs) I understand why. I'm just surprised. Um, She took a shot with me, willingly, recently, which was impressive. I think it was for her birthday. Oh. Yeah, I think you were there. I might have been. I think it was after D&D, so you must have been there.
1: Was that time I got really high and accidentally destroyed a colony of um, sour gummy worms? You really did.
0: Um, the whole bag. I felt so bad about it. The whole bag. Honestly, I felt
1: so guilty for like a week. I didn't,
0: know, <laughs> I didn't know it was you. I just remember I had bought it because I was like, I really love sour gummy like, I worms. I just looked down and I was like, oh my God, like, I, should not, <laughs> like, I should have portioned this out into a bowl. And <laughs> well, because like, I had bought it for D&D. I was like, I love sour gummy worms and I'm sure other people are going to want some sour gummy worms. And then we had like Shelby's little birthday party thing. And then the next morning I went out to the kitchen and I was like... There, there's like six sour gummy worms left. Like, what happened? But I had no, I, I had no memory of who was eating them because, like, I just figured everybody was. So I was today years old when I learned that you single handedly decimated. I don't think the, it was single single handedly decimated the sour gummy worm bag. Uh, and then I, I went and bought a new one that same day. So I'm not worried about it. I'm glad you enjoyed the sour gummy worms.
1: It was like the first time I had sour gummy worms in years. They're... It's so easy
0: to eat so many of them. I
1: like I just looked down and I was like, oh my God, I get this little bag away from me.
0: I started pouring them in the little blue bowls that we have because I will eat the whole bag because I have no portion control. Um, so I've started putting them in like the little bowl. And then I'm like, this is a lot of sour gummy worms. I'm certainly not going to eat all of these. And then I do. And I'm like, oh, okay. So when when you put a giant bag in front of me, I will simply keep going. I have no concept of portion control unless i
1: separate it out
0: yeah so at least we learned um sour gummy worms should be portioned yes yeah one
1: thousand percent
0: cool back let's let's gummy worm our way back into egg Allan Poe's impose house maybe <laughs> five dollars a year <laughs> In
1: 1977, um, the Post Society was already struggling to maintain the house because uh, I, I don't think they were making a lot from that 25 cent charge letting people in. Um, they had volunteers as tour guides, but then they realized that the house needed another $90,000 in repairs. <laughs> um, Let me see how much money that is today. So, and this was um, 1977.
0: 1977,
1: $90,000. is Oh, God. How much?
0: That's a lot. Yeah. So obviously the post Society couldn't afford this. So um,
1: the city of Baltimore's uh, Commission for Historical Architecture and Preservation um, agreed to take on the full responsibility of the museum, um, which they did. And then on September 26, 2012, ownership of the house was officially given to the Baltimore city. And uh, the responsibility for the museum was transferred to a new organization, which was created for the sole purpose of this museum called Poe Baltimore. And the finished reservations and the house
0: was officially reopened on October 5th, 2013. Nice, nice. Um, That's a long time. Yeah. Yep. Like and 77 that, to 13?
1: Yep. Whoa. And then not all of 2020 was a total trash fire, because in 2020, the Poe House was entered into the American Library Association's um, Literary Landmarks Register. That's cool. And it was the first historical site, site in the state of Maryland to be entered into that list. That is surprising.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they held a ceremony on his birthday on January 19,
0: 2020. Cute. He, it feels, him being born in January feels illegal. I feel like we just change it. Like he was born in October. He was either born in November or October. No, he's a total Capricorn.
1: As a Capricorn.
0: November or October. (laughs) Aside from the the astrology signs, it just feels like somebody with such a spooky legacy should have a spooky birthday. But also as a spooky person
1: who's a Capricorn, (laughs) I identify with this. That's fair.
0: But, I mean, you do now have a spooky birthday, because now your birthday is Insurrection Day. That's true. The Duck Dynasty Revolution Day.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what my sister called it one year, and I think about it all the time. She's like, sorry, I forgot to say happy birthday. I was too busy watching the Duck Dynasty Revolution on the Capitol.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm mad, but I'm impressed. This is, um... Elizabeth? What's your sister's name? Suzanne? Alex. Alex. Suzanne is my name. Suzanne is your middle name. Yes. Yeah. She shows... She shows... <laughs> she sells seashells by the seashore. Um, she shows up on my people you may know on my Facebook all the time. And every time I'm scrolling down and I just like glimpse her, I was like, is that Emily? And then I scroll up and it is in fact not you. It is your sibling. And then I continue scrolling um but it just makes me funny because every single time i see a picture of her i'm like is that is that my friend no do we have very similar faces you do i feel like we keep our hair very different though your hair is so different but your faces are so similar
1: people asked if we were twins in high school a lot i don't love that for you
0: (laughs) because i'm sure that was not fun
1: like, yeah, growing up, everyone always compared me to my sister. And then there was that weird couple years where Facebook thought you and I were the same person.
0: Yeah, Facebook <laughs> did think you and I were the
1: same person for a while, which is odd. I don't think that we look very similar. No, maybe it was just like a weird portion in uh, Facebook's facial recognition. Yeah, I must have been. Because it doesn't do it anymore.
0: No, it was just for a little while. It's like every time I uploaded a selfie, it's like, do you want to tag Cassie? You know what? Glorious times <laughs> they were. Glorious times they were. Thanks, Facebook. Thanks, Facebook. I actually saw on my Facebook memories recently something that you tagged me in that I was not in, and you were like, Facebook thinks this is you. And it gave me a giggle. (laughs) So it's the gift that keeps on giving. Thanks, thanks, Meta. (laughs) (laughs) You have a framed photo of Bella and Edward with red glitter.
1: I do. I found it at the thrift thrift store. store. And it was 99 cents, so I said, hot damn.
0: I feel like I knew that you had this, and I forgot about it, and I'm relearning it right this moment you're not you're not gonna replace it with a photo of like a loved one you're just gonna keep a framed photo of Bella and Edward from no because I
1: want that exact moment where people just look over and they go is that Bella and Edward
0: it's it's pretty fucking incredible (laughs) what a steal 99 cents and it's clearly handmade the glitter border I know. it was like someone like somebody made or board a ribbon border. some 14 year old 10 years ago made that oh and no that was 100% like a woman in her 30s you think so <laughs> oh no i think this was a teenager who was all team edward <laughs> which is incorrect um i jacob is trash jacob is also trash it's team charlie or bust charlie is the best Fair. character in the series yes <laughs> Thank you for coming to Twilight Hot Takes with Cassie and Emily. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> so in 2020, uh, the Poe House was added to the National Library Something of Literary Somethings. Yes. Cool.
1: So all in all, though, the family lived in that house for less than five years.
0: Which is so- like... Is it any place that they've ever lived? Like, how long do you have to live somewhere for it to be historically resonant? I, I don't know.
1: But so it's like, why would they go through all the effort of preserving this house they lived in for such a short time? But I have an answer to that. <laughs> so when Edgar moved into this house, he had published at that time three collections of poems. And he had almost no financial or critical success. His poems were not doing great. hmm Um, And a few years prior to when he moved in, his brother, um, William, or Henry as he liked to go by, um, had already published uh, fictional narratives called The Pirate and some other poems and some other pieces of prose in literary magazines. So it's while he was in this house that Edgar was possibly inspired by his brother and started writing fiction for the first time Mm -hmm. and started writing actual stories instead of poetry. And by 1833, after several years in this house, he, um, he had written 11 stories it's hard to tell what name them yes i have a list (gasps) (laughs) bet name them hold on okay it's next it's my next bullet point okay cool (laughs) so it's hard to tell what the exact dates were for a lot of his compositions because a lot of them got rejected first and he had gotten these 11 tales together and he wanted to publish them in a collection called tales from the folio club and this was going to be his first public work of fiction but uh, he didn't have the financial means to do so. The way he described this set was that he wanted each story to reflect a different narrator. A different, I'm sorry, a different narrator in the style of Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. Um, but he was unable to find a publisher and he couldn't finance it, so he had to put them out as individual pieces mm-hmm. in literary magazines. But these are the stories um, that we think were written while he lived in this house. It's Miss Found in a Bottle, the Visionary, Lionizing, a Tale, Shadow, a Parable, Slope, a Fable, Berenice, a tale, Morella, King Pest the First, a tale containing an allegory. And
0: Hans, <laughs> Hans Pafal, a tale. I think it's funny how many of them have like a tale, a story, a this, a that, like A tale containing an allegory. <laughs> I love it. It's a great tattoo idea. It's a good band name. Tale containing an allegory. So good. Dibs on the band name. We call it. I have no musical talents. Dibs on the band name. (laughs) We have time to learn. We're yous. You can't take our band name. uh, I I disagree (laughs) with the we're yous comment. I think I'm at at a point where I'm willing to accept I'm no longer the youth. But that's okay because I support the current youth. Yes. Current youth are pretty cool. I wouldn't know, actually. I don't talk to them. I just see them on TikTok. (laughs) And then I quickly scroll because I don't want to interact with minors on TikTok.
1: That's fair. In October of 1833, after he finished his 11-story collection, he made a friend who recommended him to his friend, Thomas White. And White was the owner and editor of the Southern Literary Messenger, which was a literary magazine.
0: (laughs) I'm allergic to literary magazines, apparently.
1: (laughs) Um, and Thomas White needed some assistance writing his magazine, so he asked Poe to come help him out, and so that's when Poe left Baltimore for Richmond, Virginia, in August of
0: 1835. Okay, but he did publish, like, a decent amount of work while he lived in that house, and so maybe that's why they're trying to... Yeah. Maybe that's why they his decided to preserve that house. His
1: short stories. Yeah. Which is, you know, what he came to be known for, so... Where it all started. So, um, there are... I watched a... Just I typed the At Poe House into Discovery Plus and YouTube, and uh, there's a lot of ghost hunters who like to go here. I'm not surprised. Like, Edgar is the is the heavy energy in this building what inspired you to write such dark tales? <laughs> Do you believe those shows? I don't know how much of it I believe. I I'm also like that's not where he died. And yeah, it's not where he
0: spent a lot of his time. So, why would his <laughs> spirit leave a presence there instead of like where he died or where he spent most of his life or yeah. like where he chose to be instead of where he ended up by circumstance? Mm-hmm. Um, it
1: is featured on a lot of like haunted lists and a lot of uh, people who have had experiences there. People do say that there's a pretty dark energy there, um, but also it,
0: it, it's old. It's an old house in Maryland, man. Yeah. Spooky energy everywhere there.
1: I I was listening to um, a really interesting episode of And That's Why We Drink a couple days ago um, where one of them was talking about how, like, stones and, like, especially, like, limestone and stuff can hold memories, and that's why older places tend to feel a little bit spookier. Interesting. And I just like, that would be...
0: Paris was definitely spooky.
1: Something that I could believe in. I
0: can't wait for science to explain the woo woo stuff. I, I'm excited for it. I love woo woo stuff, but I love science more. So I'm really excited for science to catch up to the woo woo stuff.
1: I made a comment the other day at work where, I thought I was being kind of serious, and everyone else thought it was a joke. And I'm just like, hmm, maybe I need to like reevaluate myself. But uh, what was it? Someone was having a meltdown, and they were having all kinds of technical issues on their computer, and my coworker was getting pretty flustered, and I was like, well. Quartz crystals are on motherboards and they can sense negative energy. That's why people shit attitudes and more technical problems. Everyone thought it was a joke and I was like, I mean, I legitimately believe that, but okay.
0: Do you have a study to back it up? No, hmm. but
1: I'm also like, okay, I can see why that would be funny though. I try not to take myself so seriously.
0: Right. But I believe like rocks can have energy in them. You said it's quartz crystal. Yeah. But also, um,
1: just from working and technical support, it's usually the people with the shit attitudes who have the most technical difficulties, and that is my explanation for
0: it. But I wonder how much of the shit attitudes is because they don't understand it and therefore they have more issues because they accidentally break something because they don't know what they're doing
1: someone called me the other day and i started a timer um did not let me speak for seven minutes and 21 seconds because he was too busy telling me how important he was (laughs) it took me two minutes to solve his issue but for seven minutes and 21 Why? seconds, I had to listen to how important he is. And he he's working with, um, I'm trying to XYZ not out him, but I'm person. just like, XYZ Corporation. Have you heard of XYZ Corporation? I'm just like, that's...
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. no, I have, it's really funny to me because, like, I work in car repair, so, like, people are understandably upset when their cars are broken because, like, that's, most people, because that's a used car dealership, so it's a used car service center, so, like, most people who are buying used cars are people who are not in a means to buy a brand new car, um, or they're people who, like, are living paycheck to paycheck and being without a mode of transportation is going to severely affect their ability to go to work and get income and stuff like that. So I try to be like super, super reasonable and understanding. We had a customer come in recently throwing a fit about not wanting a rental car. She wanted us to provide her transportation. We didn't have any transportation available at our store. <laughs> and she started going on and on about how she's the CEO of some giant place. Okay. Um, and I'm like, so you can afford a rental car. <laughs> so you can afford to go pay for the upgrade to a luxury vehicle like you want. So you could have afforded to buy this car new from the dealership that would have provided you an equivalent loaner instead of a used dealership where you kind of get what you get based on what we have in our inventory. So like you could afford to take Ubers. It's I don't You understand. probably have a company car. Like I just this is just off the top of my head, ma'am. If you're the CEO <laughs> of a multi billion dollar business And then sometimes you can, like- and you can't afford a rental car. What if I paid for a rental car for you for a couple days? Would that help? Because I can afford that. And I'm certainly not a CEO for anybody. So, like, let's have a conversation. Like, what life choices led you to be here yelling at somebody who gets paid a fraction of what you make in a day because you don't want to pay for a rental car? I I don't understand it. It just... and then you have the people who come in and they're, like, so nice. And they're, like, I just don't know what I'm going to do without a car. Like, I have to get to work and this and that. And, they like, you can see, like, the cogs in their brain turning, trying to figure out how that they're going to get to work. And it's, like, that person will not be able to feed themselves if they don't go to work. And they're trying to figure it out because they don't have another option. The CEO person is just screaming until she gets her way. I, like, uh And
1: sometimes it's not even like there's a problem with their computer, they just have a question on how to do something, which we could have that back and forth in 30 seconds, but no, you have to spend five minutes telling me how important you are, how important your customers are, and it's it's like, like, thank you. I have way more respect for the guy who's like, hey, I'm a mechanic, I never use the computer, I just don't know what I'm doing. I'm just like, great, I will spend all day helping you out. Mm -hmm. That's the other person I'm just like, I will get you off the phone as quickly as fucking possible. Yeah, (laughs) I
0: will spend hours helping out somebody who is like appreciative of my time. But if somebody's coming at me with attitude and yelling at me, it's like you will be done in 30 seconds Mm -hmm. or we're gonna get in the fight. Especially working in like because the
1: construction industry is a lot of people who
0: use their hands.
1: There's people on like one end of the spectrum, people on the other end of the spectrum and there's not a lot in the middle so Mm -hmm. it's like I have a lot more respect from the people who are willing to admit just need a little bit of help, I will go out of my way to make sure they know Mm -hmm. what they're doing and do their jobs the best ability. If you're telling me how important you are, I'm
0: going to just like tune you out. (laughs) If you're so important, why are you wasting your time talking to me? Right. (laughs) Um, One of the technicians at my store, absolutely love him. Super cool dude. Um, He jokes about how he's like, well, I'm not book smart. That's why I use my hands. And that's why I do this for a job. Because, like, I can fix something that's broken. So I don't, like, I don't, I'm not book smart. I don't do that stuff. So, like, when he has, like, issues with his computer and stuff, he asks me for help on it. I'm super good at computers. I'm not you. But, like, I'm a reasonably intelligent human being who knows how to use computers so I can troubleshoot most issues on my Half own. my job is Googling. <laughs> oh, Emily, you will not be- People ask me, how do I start my car? They'll buy a car. They've never test driven it. And they'll come into service when they're trying to leave with the car they just bought. And they're like, my car's not starting. I'm like, did you push the button? And they're like, what button? I'm like, the one that says push to start. (laughs) Or like, they'll come in. They're like, I bought my car three years ago and I need to change my battery, but I don't know how to do it. I'm like, did you Google it? We had a customer come in the other day and they were like, oh, I need a booking appointment for service. And it's like, okay, what's going on? And they were like, oh, there's a light on my dashboard. I was like, okay, there's like 30. What does the light look like? And they were like, oh, it's an exclamation point. And I was like, okay, great. Is it an exclamation point with two parentheses on the side of it and, like, some squiggles on the bottom? And they were like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. I was like, that's your tire pressure leg. (laughs) Is this your first car? No? Okay, so you've seen this slide before, yes? Yeah? Great. Why why don't you know? Why don't you know it's your tire pressure? (laughs) I had... Oh, my God. Okay. Did I tell you the story about the girl who was like, can you refill my exhaust fumes? No. So what? this happened several months. I'm, we're going to go on a tangent for a second. This happened several <laughs> months ago. This poor girl, she's so sweet, dumb as a doornail. Like, nothing going on upstairs. Um, and so sweet. I, I need to – she's so nice, so I feel a little bit bad saying she's dumb as a doornail. But, like, I'm genuinely worried for her being oh. in the world because she comes in and she's like, my car's making a really loud noise and it didn't used to make that. I was like, OK, let's look at it. So he put it on the lift and the technician is like, yeah, somebody tried to steal the exhaust off of this car because it was still like right after the pandemic. People were like trying to steal catalytic converters and exhausts and sell them and melt them down for metal and stuff like that. So I tell her, I was like, yeah, somebody tried to saw off your exhaust. And she's like, well, I drive on a rocky road to go to work. Could it have been like a rock cut it? And I was like, it's a straight line. It's It's cut. Like with a saw, no, a rock did not do this to your car. Um, So I give her the price quote. She's like, okay, let's do it. And then so my tech took a picture of it. He texted it to me. I printed it out on a piece of paper and I showed it to her. And I was like, do you see where this cut is? It's a straight line. She's like, yeah. I was like, do you see all the black marks around that? She was like, yeah. And I was like, those black marks were the exhaust fumes coming out of your exhaust in a place they're not supposed to, which was causing the excessive noise. And she was like... Can you refill my exhaust fumes? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I took the deepest breath I think I've ever <laughs> taken in my life. And I was like, no, you cannot refill fumes. They're a byproduct of your vehicle burning oil, <laughs> which is what vehicles do. And burning gas because that's what vehicles do, and the fumes come out of your exhaust pipe. As fumes. It's a byproduct of burning things. So, no, we cannot refill your. F- <laughs> oh. I had one almost as bad this week. This was like seven months ago. And I had a girl almost, had a customer almost as bad this week. This is my last customer story. I've kept checking in a customer, I've, I've checked them in before. Super nice, a little socially awkward, but like overall, very pleasant interaction. Um, so this person's back for a check engine light. Uh, I tell them that we're going to take a look at it. We might have to send it to the dealership. And this person asks me, well, my coworker said that they're putting silver iodine in the air, in the clouds, and it's causing yellow stuff to fall onto the cars and be like sticky yellow stuff on the cars. And I was like, okay. Do you park under a tree? (laughs) and i was like okay um i thank you for telling me uh and they're like well would that hurt my car and i was like what and they're like well the silver iodine they're putting it in the clouds and i I lost it a little bit i was like who's they my customer goes well i don't know my coworker told me about it but they're putting it in the clouds can that damage my car and i was like well i don't know anything about silver iodine so I can't tell you yes or no. I can tell you I haven't seen like a giant uptick of people having the same issue on their vehicles. Um, and the customer was like, well, the silver iodine is going to get in my car, like through my filters and stuff like that. So I just want to know if it's going to damage it. And I was like, look, I don't know what that is. I can't answer your question. Um so, if this were you in this situation, what would be the first thing you do when you go inside? Scream into a pillow. Right. And then after that, <laughs> I don't know. You I I Googled silver iodine. Clouds. Because I want to know what the fuck is going on. It sounds like some conspiracy theory. It does shit. sound like it. And this customer mentioned, they were like, I wouldn't believe it if somebody said it to me either. But my coworker said it's real, and I'm just worried about it. And I know it sounds like a crazy conspiracy. I know that, but I just want to know. It's so like, okay. Like, well, you admit that you sound a little crazy, so that's that's a great first step. So I go inside, and I Google, literally, silver iodide clouds. It's called cloud seeding. It's a real thing, and it happens because silver iodine helps form the nuclei of an ice crystal in order to encourage snow in weather storms to help have heavier snowpack on mountains to create more water runoff for rivers, like the Colorado River. Oh, that's interesting. So it's something that... The Nevada so desert—it's real. It's real. That, that actually sounds awesome. It's incredible, and it's something that like the the like the Nevada Desert Research Institute, I think, is what it was called. Like, it's something that they do whenever we have winter storms to try to improve the water levels, um, from like Colorado River down, so that way like, California, Nevada, and Arizona can all have a higher water, like limit to use. So, like, it's a real thing that is helpful, but this poor customer is terrified. Oh, no. This has been happening since the 70s, Emily. Oh, my God. 70s. And I'm just sitting at my desk, and I'm like, this person was so worried, so worried about silver iodine ruining their car, and they didn't Google it once. Oh. Not once. Imagine just never Googling things. Wow. It's So many of the world's problems would be fixed if people would just Google it. I had a,
1: it was actually ended up being a really nice interaction with a customer a couple weeks ago. Um, So he calls, um, because we deal with like a lot of like heavy equipment diagnostic software, like forklifts and stuff. Yeah. Um, And he's like, hey, so I was talking to this manufacturer. They said that for me to be able to run this diagnostics tool, I need to. Download a separate driver for my specific machine. Can you help me do that? I have the directions they sent me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sure. Did they tell you where the driver is? And he goes, What? I'm like, did did the directions say where the driver is? Like, this is as I'm still like loading up his screen so I can't see his document yet that he has. Mm-hmm. And he goes, The driver, uh, I hope it's behind the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> and I but- had the same reaction. And then he was so proud. He goes, Wait, hold on. I'm gonna put for <laughs> in it. Except for he didn't put the phone on hold, and I just hear in the background, "Hey, hey, Debbie, do you know where the driver is?"
0: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I hope, I hope this man gets everything he wants. He made my in whole day. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this man. He finds a $20 bill on the ground. There's nobody else around, so he doesn't have to return it to anybody. I hope this man gets a front parking spot at every single place he stops for the rest of his life. I hope he never hits a red light. I hope he can always find his matching socks. I hope he never loses a sock in the wash. I hope he never has a bad hair day. And I hope he always sleeps on the cold side of his pillow. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> it was... And then he Did was Did they tell you so where the driver proud? is behind the wheel?
1: <laughs> he was so proud. He made me laugh, too. And then I was just like, "Ah, oh, you know what? what? What do you need? Just send me your PDF and I will get everything installed for you. You're like, I'm not even going to try to
0: walk you through it. You've earned t- 10 minutes of doing nothing. I'll fix it for you. That's so good. Fuck. That's really good. Oh, man. Hi, Oliver. You've come closer to me. You thought I wouldn't notice, but I did. Holy oh, pop! Hi. She hasn't hissed at me today, which is impressive. Yay! Where
1: were we? Um, ghosts. I think ghosts.
0: We were <laughs> at ghosts. Oh, right, because we talked about the crystal quartz, and then we kind of like went on from there. Okay, yeah. we're back. We're back. <laughs> Sorry, I had to insert my own weird woo woo. <laughs> i do some Lamaze breathing to recover from that A-plus <laughs> joke. So,
1: besides um, the heavy energy described by various YouTubers um, in the house, um, visitors and caretakers also see a ghost that many people think is Elizabeth, who was the grandma who mm-hmm. lived there. Um, she's described as an older, heavyset woman in gray, and she's described as a kind spirit Aww. who just wants to chill out. Um, there is another spirit there that people claim... It's there. <laughs> um, they don't know who it is, um, and they're described as less than friendly. They don't think it's Elizabeth, though, and I would like to know how they distinguish that. In Vibes.
0: <laughs> Maybe Elizabeth just has bad days. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Elizabeth does just have bad days, because you know what? Girls, same. <laughs> Fucking same. Some of the issues
1: that people have run into is random tapping on shoulders, and you turn around, there's no one there. Love that. Angry, muttering, feminine voices Me. In the other room. It's just
0: me. Sorry. It's just Cassie and Emily. <laughs> NBD, NBD. C-E-E-C. What? C-E-E-C. Oh,
1: yes. I don't
0: know which way is better.
1: <laughs> They've also seen lights that move from room to room when no one is in there, and windows and doors occasionally slamming shut.
0: Cool, normal stuff.
1: There's also been at least one instance of a window just... Popping out of its frame for no
0: reason and crashing on the floor and chattering. Can you imagine being in the house when that happens? And like it's like what how do you explain that to yourself? Okay, goodbye, everyone. Consider this <laughs> my two weeks' notice. It's been great. <laughs> Going back to Vegas. <laughs> Fuck
1: Manesto. <laughs> um, and then there's been the occasional people claiming that they've seen Edgar Allan Poe himself there. Um But then, of course, I also see him at every major place in his life. Yeah. Um, Most notably, he's more often seen not at this house, but at a saloon nearby called The Horse You Came In on Saloon,
0: which I guess is where his hangout was when he was alive. The Horse You Rode In on Saloon is a great but also obnoxious (laughs) title. (laughs)
1: So that's about all I have on the house. But if you were to go visit today, the Poe house is open every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 11 to 4. There are no restrooms at this house. What? No restrooms. Weird. Um, Even the Poe family had an outhouse while they lived there. And the outhouse has since been demolished. Which, I mean, I can understand if you're visiting.
0: But, like, what What about the people who work work there? there? They can't just not provide them with a bathroom. They have to be able but to go the bathroom. they have to, the to go to like the gas station. I don't know. Gross. <laughs> oh, God.
1: Yeah. So no restrooms. Uh, because it is small, and there's very limited space. You are required to book a reservation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the house can only accommodate 15 people at a time, which includes tour gal- guests and staff. So pretty small tour groups. I think the limit is like 12. I think we had more than 15 people at my birthday party. <laughs> Definitely. And then it's, it's like, f- even if you want to go to the gift shop, they say you either have to book a tour or you have to shop online, which they do have an online store. Oh, okay, that's Specifically nice. for that reason. It's weird that you're not even allowed to go in the gift shop. It's just, I guess it's very small and they don't want to. Overcrowd it. Yeah. I guess it makes um, sense. The average tour is about 45 minutes. How much are tickets? They start at $10.
0: Incredible. if you add a guidebook. I mean, yeah, but then you're paying more, right?
1: Yeah. And there's also, like, a bus tour that'll go to, like, a lot of popular Edgar Edgar and Poe places. It's just like a Poe bus? Yeah. It's a Poe boy bus? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, it does say on the website that it's not accessible for handicapped visitors, And they do not allow service animals, but so that people don't have to miss out. Mm -hmm. They did put a video tour on their website. Um, So especially if you can't do like really narrow winding stairs, you can go and do the virtual tour. Are you
0: allowed to discriminate against service animals? I don't know. I feel like, I mean, maybe if it's considered a historical site. But that feels like you should, like, if they're a trained service animal, I don't see a real reason to not allow them.
1: I don't know. It says on the official website, in big bold letters, not ADA accessible. So I wonder if maybe they have some, like, certain things they can get around.
0: Because it's not ADA, they don't have to. That still feels icky. It, it does. But I, I don't know. Yeah. That's not the fight that I'm picking up today. Yeah, good job, Aries. (laughs) You hear uh, wrestling noises in the background. You probably won't, but if you do, it's Aries has hair on her ass, and she's attacking a very loud toy.
1: And that is the Edgar Allan Poe house in Baltimore, Maryland. It
0: sounds like we have a lot of places to go. It does. I don't know that I would want to go to the Edgar Allan Poe house, but I'm also not like an Edgar Allan Poe stan. Um, I think his works are cool. It definitely has a spooky
1: vibe. I think he's um, a little weird. I couldn't find it, but I was thinking back, like it had to been story on a podcast like um either like risk or the moth, but i I remember a story of someone telling about like haunted experiences while they were a caretaker at the Edgar Allan Poe house. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't find it, and I don't even know if it was this house mm-hmm. but then I just saw it, like, oh, this is like a popular spot that ghost hunters mm-hmm. like to go to. so that's, I thought it was interesting. oh my gosh, Aries.
0: Hey, we're making a podcast over here. Thank you, my little terror. She is a little terror. Yeah, she's the cutest little terror though. Cool. So, so like,
1: I don't know if I would go just for this, but if, if I if you found yourself
0: in, in the area, I
1: airier. would definitely
0: go. Air, airy, airy, area. Uh, oh airier my god, that's what it is now. <laughs> area. You're in the area. Say it. Say it. Area. I was in the area. <laughs> say oh god what is the word Ah! what is the word
1: if i was near the place where the house say treadmill
0: (laughs) say treadmill do it treadmill (laughs) Why? one more time louder so what is the emily what is the name of the exercise machine that you can walk on indoors I feel like we've already had this conversation on this podcast. I'm never going to stop. Everyone just get off my back about treadmills. I'm yeah, Never. Absolutely never. As long as you want me to be your co-host on this podcast, I will make fun of the way you say treadmill. Treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> treadmill.
1: I don't know. Listen, yes. I go to the gym a lot now and... I just avoid
0: saying machine names altogether. I mean, that's probably for the best.
1: I did accidentally break a leg extension machine. How? Like, I went to adjust it, and the knob just went ding. And then you told somebody. Well, I was with my trainer, and she was apologizing. She's like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. I'm just like, girl, I do not pay that much for my membership. That's really funny.
0: <laughs> I like that she was embarrassed instead of making you feel embarrassed. Um, but also, shit breaks. Yeah.
1: Like I said, I do not pay that much for my membership, which, uh, which is good. I just realized break. Yeah. Where do you go? Las Vegas athletic club. Mm. So I need to find a new gym when I move. You I'm pretty sure you do. California does not have Las Vegas athletic clubs. I
0: think it would be funny if they did, <laughs> but I think that they do not. They said if I uh, can provide a
1: California address, though, they'll let me out of my contract. I was like, listen, I was very confident in signing a three-year contract because I've never left Vegas. Mm-hmm.
0: And then all of a sudden I'm moving. <laughs> yes, less than a year into my contract, I'm moving out of Vegas. Which is really funny how that works.
1: <laughs> Universe is interesting.
0: I pulled up the closing script like okay. three times and then flipped my phone to landscape and then every single time it closed. Um, so I finally gotten it. So I know what to do now. I have it. I'm glad that we are so good at making this podcast that we still use the script that you made for us before we ever recorded. (laughs) Truly incredible. Listen, um, I don't know about you,
1: but the second I clock out, I forget how to do all things technical and my brain is just empty.
0: Yeah. um, I unfortunately will not shut up about cars. Uh, I'm a car person now. People ask me questions about computers and I'm just like, yeah.
1: And then I felt bad because my sister just built a new machine and she's going over all the specs and all the cool stuff she put in it. And I'm just like, I'm off the clock. But you don't, I really don't build know computers what you're saying. Anyway.
0: Yeah. I don't like hardware. Yeah. You do software stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I talk about cars all the time now. And two of the people that we know who are recent owners of new cars, both bought Nissans. And I just want to smack the shit out of both of them. <laughs> Because they're bad cars. Don't buy a Nissans. Unless Nissan wants to sponsor us. In that case, buy a Nissan. They're perfect. <laughs> Unless you get... This is the
1: season we're going to manifest Just don't sponsors. get a Versa.
0: Just don't get a Versa. No <laughs> Nissan Versas. That that's John's old car. Yeah, they're garbage. Also Ford Focuses. Bad cars. Don't buy them. <laughs> Emily, when you buy a car, just ask me and I'll tell you.
1: Almost everyone in my life has told me that because everyone has really strong opinions on
0: cars, and I'm just like... I work in fixing them. All
1: cars look the same to me. I felt the same way. Does it have wheels? Yeah. Does it have air conditioning?
0: Great. I need you to care about the transmission. I really, really need you to care about the transmission. I will let other people care about my transmission. Emily, your transmission makes your car go (laughs) room. It is arguably as important as wheels my brother no i would argue it's more important than (laughs) wheels because you can have shitty ass wheels and still go if you have a shitty ass transmission you cannot go
1: that's fair my brother's a mechanic and he's constantly telling me when you get a car i'm gonna go out there and check it out and i'm just like why does everyone in my life have such strong opinions about
0: cars because we want you to not have a bad (laughs) car for your first car especially if i'm moving out of state yeah like you're gonna need something that can handle the hills so I want to go to Forest. You know what can't handle hills? I want to... A Ford Focus <laughs> or a Nissan Versa or a Nissan Leaf. I've got a 2019 Nissan Leaf it has got 11,000. There's 11, a car thousand. called the Leaf? Yeah, it's an electric car and I have one in service right now that's got 11,000 miles on it and the electric battery is bad. Oh, shit. It's $15,000 to <laughs> replace the electric battery.
1: Listen, I take an Uber every day, and lately, I don't know why, maybe like Uber gives them a deal or something, but almost every single car I get
0: into is a Tesla, and every single time I'm like, why is the door handle like this? It's the worst. <laughs> I hate driving Teslas at my job because they just turn off when you leave them. There's no power button. Ugh. You just And there's not a lock button. The fucking key is a credit card. Ugh. It's a credit card. So you just walk away from your car and it turns itself off and it locks itself. I don't trust that. I, I don't, don't trust, trust computers. computers. Which you work with computers, so that's saying a lot. Will you see how computers break? Yes. Yeah. Uh, computers
1: are magic rocks we tricked into thinking. Yep. Um, I don't have that much faith in them. Yeah. For anything. That's correct.
0: But you gotta send good vibes <laughs> to the crystal quartz, otherwise you are gonna have nothing but problems. Exactly. Maybe that's the real reason these guys are. That is so garbage.
1: my <laughs> Yes.
0: Maybe they just have crystal quartz in the computers and the owners just have bad vibes. Because
1: typically when people call and they're really, really nice, their problems tend to be a lot easier to figure out. And it's like, maybe it's just because I'm flustered and they're flustered, but I feel like the problems seem to be a lot less drastic if the person has a good attitude.
0: Yeah. I think people are just manifesting the types of problems. Yes. They have. Like, I have real people problems and don't get me wrong, I get upset over silly shit all the fucking time. You know what I'm not going to do? Intentionally scream at somebody.
1: That's manifesting with Cassie and Emily. <laughs> anyway, um, thanks for joining
0: us this week. You can follow us wherever you get your podcasts at Full Scream Ahead. You can
1: also follow us on Instagram at Full Scream Ahead. Um, there's also a Facebook page, Full Scream Ahead. Um, podcast. Full Scream Ahead podcast, mm-hmm. guess. <laughs> yes. Um, You can also email us any questions, comments, personal stories at FullScreamAheadPodcast at gmail.com. I also made us a website before we stopped recording last time, and I have not touched it since the last time we have recorded.
0: That's really fun.
1: But um, maybe this week, maybe next week, FullScreamAhead.com
0: should be live eventually. That would be really fun. (laughs) I feel like I should give you money for all of the things that you do for this podcast. It's just for funsies. I know, but you, don't you spend money on domains? It's like 20 bucks a year. Oh, that's fine. I buy Dutch Bros I, every week. I think, <laughs> I, I think I've think i outspent your $20 a year. <laughs> I always come with Dutch Bros or Sonic. Yes. <laughs> I feed us sustenance. And
1: yeah, you can't see my finger guns, but... Oh my God. Doo-doo-doo. She's
0: doing finger guns. I'm wiping the... The sleep sand out of my eyeballs from this morning. So heavily survived after I took a shower. No. Yeah. Anyway, bye! Bye! bye. bye.